0: Everyone, this is Jenny Earhart with the Southern Sisters Radio program. Tune in to our show every Saturday at noon on AM nine twenty, where we talk about life, love, happiness, lots of southern food, and southern culture in general. You can also catch our show live on Facebook. So check out our videos at Southern Sisters with Jenny Earhart. Southern Sisters Radio, the show for southern women and the men who adore them.
1: Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Now,
0: here's your host, Jenny Earhart. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. Boy, do I look forward to, I don't know, hanging out with you on a Saturday afternoon. It's beautiful in the South. Gotta kind of love our uh, February weather in the South. You know, when other parts of the country are snowed under,
1: Right. We have spring.
0: I need a little sunscreen. <laughs> I need a little sunscreen. You know, my left arm always gets gets more sun than anything else. Right.
1: Well, it's the driving arm. It's the driving <laughs> arm. My dermatologist told
0: me that for a lot of folks, they end up with tend to have more freckles and maybe problems on the left oh, side of their face. I didn't think about that. It's How cool about point. that? So, do you question? Do you think in uh, you know in Great Britain would it be the right side of their face? That gets in more trouble.
1: I'm sure it probably does, right? right.
0: Whatever side space that, in the that window. That makes sense to me. How about that? No, I'm loving Southern weather. If, if February could be like this every year, I think I'd be uh, I'd be really, really happy. Mm. The only thing is I'm, I'm sort of balancing the nicer, well, slightly warmer weather with my, uh, you know, the abundance of, of heavy comfort food that I like to consume what? in the wintertime.
1: I know. I do feel like I kind of got shorted out of the soups and the chilies a little (laughs) bit. I really do.
0: I feel the exact same way. Those heavy casseroles, you know, I feel like I need to eat a salad when it's hot outside. It's not quite as much fun. Well, folks, we are here for uh, this week's episode, the Southern Sisters radio program. You know, we are the show for Southern women and the men who adore them.
1: Yes. Yes. Like Like me.
0: Like Nick adores me and you adore (laughs) your wife. Yes. You adore the women that are in your life. Of course. Right. And we bask in that adoration. Yeah. That's how it works. (laughs)
1: Well, that's what we men are here for, right? That's how it works. That's how it works.
0: Well, you know what we're going to be talking about today on the show? And we hope that you guys stay tuned for the whole thing. We are going to be talking about an issue that's kind of near and dear to my heart. um, Because there's been a little bit of a, well, let's just say a little issue. Little scuttlebutt that happened in my county that has to do with school bus safety. I'll fill you in on that, but I just thought this is a great opportunity uh, to do a segment about school bus safety. Whether you are a student on a bus, whether you are the parent of a student that rides a bus, or whether you might be one of those drivers that is driving on the road alongside school buses
1: that's probably the most important one being that third one
0: it's essential right because you're you're driving a two thousand pound machine there so it's important that you understand all aspects of school bus safety we want our we want our students safe on the roads right so we're going to talk about that in the first segment then we're going to roll on in and this one's kind of for the guys you know sometimes i feel like we don't give the guys enough attention i mean you talk plenty
1: of food we like food we all like food (laughs) that's true
0: OK, so other than the food segments, this is this is something I think is uh, kind of beneficial to all you guys. And it's what to look for in a woman. Oh, okay. how about that? You know, if you are the parent of a young adult male like I am, actually, I, I hope that he makes really good decisions about the women that he's involved with. Right. Right. You know, we used to call that when I was I don't know if this is appropriate, but we used to call him um, DBH's <laughs> That's DBH. Southern women. Now, that is I did not coin that phrase. Don't bring home.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't
0: that bad? Mm -hmm. That's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but you know what? If you follow my tips and uh, suggestions for finding the perfect woman and what attributes to look for, you boys won't have that problem. Right?
1: You make mama proud. Mama
0: will (laughs) fling the door wide open. (laughs) And then we are going to wrap up the rest of the show. We are going to be covering. I love this. I'm so excited about these segments. We're going to be covering the 35 top southern foods that you should eat before you die. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. All 35 of them. We're going to try to get through them in the second segment. Okay. We love customer feedback on that, right? <laughs> so this is just something that the the foods that you would want to eat over the course of your lifetime, or in my case, this weekend. <laughs> all at once. I could do it. I could do it, Nick.
1: I believe in you, Jenny. I believe in you.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, we are going to be right back in a moment with School Bus Safety. So hang in there. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Do you recognize that music?
1: No idea. What's that (laughs) from? Never heard it before. That's
0: the Peanuts, of course. That's the Lucy and Linus uh, song. Love it. That's the name of it. Mm -hmm. David Benoit. And that is Lucy and Linus. You know, for some reason, that seemed perfect for a subject about, you know, school buses. That's true. School age things. Well,
1: because most of the kids on the bus hear the bus driver as wah, 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 wah. wah."
0: (laughs) You know, just when I think Nick can't get any more talented. (laughs) He whips that one out. That was fabulous. Can you That's pretty point on. It you was can good. you tell I've watched a lot of Peanuts? I can tell you've watched a lot of Peanuts. One of my favorite things. They don't make cartoons like that anymore, do they? They don't. They don't. You know, the music was great. Um, Vince Giardi, I think, Gilardi, Gilardi, he did a lot of the music mm-hmm. from the... I've got a lot of their songs, some of the soundtracks on my iTunes playlist.
1: It is great stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, my crazy mix. We <laughs> go from Van Halen to the Peanuts to...
1: <laughs> to the scary to Halloween it, to sounds. To the scary <laughs> Halloween sounds. They're still
0: on there. Oh, and I've, you know, I've got all of the tracks from Napoleon Dynamite as well. Yes. Amazing. That's, 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 that's thrown in there as well. Well, guys, did you know that every school day, twenty five million children ride a big yellow school bus? How about that? Did you ride one when you were growing
1: up? Oh, Of course, me too. Everybody got on the big Twinkie to go to school. Come big on,
0: Twinkie. <laughs> I, I I loved it when I remember being a little girl and it was a it was a big deal. You know, when I first got to go to kindergarten and got to get on the school bus, it was a huge deal. Now, fast forward to ninth grade. Not as cool anymore.
1: Right. Well, I remember the big deal for me was in fifth grade. You were yeah. a fifth grader. You got to sit in the back of the elementary school bus Okay. And in fifth grade, you got to open and close your window if you wanted to.
0: No way. Oh, man. So the fourth graders just had to sweat mm-hmm. it out. The they fourth grade,
1: you know, kind of like, it was like kindergarten up at the front. And yeah. your way to fifth in the back. And the right. fifth graders in the back could open and close their windows. Man, we were hot.
0: I guess you. were. <laughs> <That's laughs> the good old days, yes. you know, simple pleasures in life. <laughs> yes. I always say that's the key to happiness. Appreciating the little things. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't. Um, I think long about maybe 10th grade, I, I started wanting to find older friends that would give me a ride to school. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't so much fun to hang out at the school bus bus stop anymore. But yes, guys, 25 uh, million children each uh, day ride a school bus to school. School buses are among the safest modes of transportation. Did you know that? Safer than riding in a family vehicle or even walking? That's according to the National Safety Council. But there are some real risks when kids are getting on and off the school bus, okay? And as they walk to the school bus stops. The National Highway Transportation Safety has said that these are the tips that need to keep drivers and students safe. We're going to run through a few. And they're categorized, okay? So we have tips for drivers. Let's start, because most of that, most of us listening, that's where we are right Right. now, right? We're the drivers. So you want to look, number one, look before you back out. OK, watch for children walking or bicycling to school or heading to the school bus when you're backing out of the driveway or leaving the garage. You know, I um, i am a big fan of those backup cameras.
1: They are. Yeah, my amazing. car doesn't have one. But I've oh. said to
0: myself that, you know, eventually when I get a new car, if I trade up, I said that especially since, you know grandchildren, you know, as those become, you know, more, I have more of them around me. I want to make sure that Mm -hmm. I'm safe backing out. So walk around your car or out to the sidewalk to check for any children about to cross your path before you, you know, get into the car. Also guys, be on the lookout when driving through neighborhoods, please, please, please slow down. You know, I've actually seen one of my neighbors yell at a driver, like she was standing in her, in her yard and Mm -hmm. the car was going too fast and she yelled at him and he slowed down. Yeah. You don't want to be called out by by the nosy neighbors.
1: No. Especially you know? if you're that that morning getting on the bus or home coming later in the yeah. day. You got to slow down cuz you know the kids aren't going to pay attention. No. They're just going to run across the street, go to get home.
0: They're they're not they're not watching. They're not watching. So be on the lookout when you drive around. Drive slowly and you know, watch for children walking in the street especially especially if there are no sidewalks. Right? And be aware of children playing or standing around school buses. Also, be alert and aware on the road. Children are usually taught to look both ways before crossing a street, but they could drop, dart, you know, children don't always do what we tell them. No,
1: unfortunately.
0: Right? So they could easily dart into traffic without looking, especially if they're running late or if they're distracted, okay? And also, learn the school bus laws in your state, okay? Uh, Like in the case of Georgia, where we are, flashing yellow lights indicate that a bus is preparing to stop. That's to pick up or drop off children. So drivers need to slow down and prepare to stop red flashing lights and an extended stop arm signal that indicates the bus has stopped and that children are getting on and off. So cars must stop a safe distance away and not start up again until those lights stop flashing and the stop arm has folded back. Got it? Some people are under a misconception that um, it's only when the stop arm comes out that you have to stop. It's not as soon as you see those flashing yellow lights. Yep. That's your warning.
1: You don't pass the bus when you see that. You no, slow down.
0: No, 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 no. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in this segment. You can get into some big trouble if you do that, right? Now, here are some tips for students, all right? Number one good thing a student can do be an early bird, okay? <laughs> Try to be at the bus stop at least five minutes before the bus is scheduled to arrive. Then you're not rushing, perhaps running, darting across right. the streets. That was hard for me. I was always the one running out without my coat.
1: Like, as the bus lights, yeah. and you're like,
0: wait, wait, yeah. don't leave me. Oh. Have you ever missed the school bus? Did you oh, ever yeah. miss it? Oh, oh yeah. and then you skulk back into the house knowing that you have to ask your mom to give you a ride to school.
1: You missed the bus again? Yes, I'm sorry did that on purpose. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> also tips for students, maintain a safe distance, like stand at least six feet away from the curb when the bus approaches, right? And keep the line away from the street. Like you don't really want, it's better for the kids not to line up along the street. They really need to start at the curb and go back. Right. Six feet back and then and then head back straight. Um, get all get the all clear from the bus driver, okay? And the bus drivers will teach the kids this. You know, they need to not only be looking at the bus, but be looking at the driver that they want to wait until the bus stops The door opens, and the driver indicates that it's okay to go ahead and get on the bus. Okay? Also, remain visible, students. At all times, folks, remind your kids this. If you have to cross the street in front of the bus, walk at least 10 feet ahead of it before you cross. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, that's because usually they're shorter than the front of those big, massive buses.
0: Exactly. Right? You got a a six-year-old, right, Mm -hmm. crossing in front and walks too close to the front grill of that bus. That driver's not going to see them. Yeah.
1: And I know that a lot of them have that yellow arm that comes out on the front to make them go so far away, but you... you just have to be careful because, unfortunately, the littler yeah. kids that arm when they close it, that right. arm comes back in real yeah. fast, it's, hits them, knocks them down. Yeah. It's happened before.
0: It could happen. Yeah. So yeah. You with, definitely with, with tragic sure. consequences, mm-hmm. right? Also, use the um, use the handrails right to avoid falling because you know those bus steps are steep. They are. You know, you see, I see those little ones get on sometime, and I mean, it's like climbing a mountain for them to get up, get on there. But be careful to make sure your clothing and backpacks don't get caught on the handrails or the du- uh, the doors when. At the bus. I read a story about this where a little girl's backpack got caught on some hook or something on the door and she was dragged a little ways before the bus driver realized. Oh,
1: my gosh. Frightening?
0: Never walk behind the bus. No. Okay. Again, always make sure that you're in the driver's line of sight. You know, it's like one of those things if they can't see you or if you can't see them, they may not be able to see you. Right. So if you're behind the bus. It just
1: popped into my head. I remember that when I was in elementary school, our bus right. driver, when we got off the bus, we would usually had to walk around the front. Mm-hmm. She made us put our hands up in the air till we got to the little bus stop area, which was really? on the side of the road. Yep. She used to say, when you get off the bus, put your hand in the air till you get over to this curb.
0: Really? So she And we would see just you. leave our
1: hands up. That's a great idea. Maybe teach your kids something yeah. like that. So that's, that's definitely a good great tip. great
0: idea. Absolutely. Um, if you drop something near the bus, kids, tell the bus driver. Never try to pick it up, right? Because the bus bus driver may not be able to see you. I've seen this happen before. I've done that before. Dropped something getting on the bus and it kind of rolled under the bus. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be getting off and climbing under the bus. Whatever no. you do, now you know here in the state of Georgia, this has been an issue. We've had some issues, I know, in um, in our county about uh, school bus stops and uh, issues with giving tickets to drivers that do sort of end around stopped school buses. It's a serious it's a serious problem in our state, and I know that in my county, you care to guess how many drivers a day. Uh, And and the numbers vary depending on whether it's sort of towards the beginning of the school year. You know, when the school first starts back, people are still getting used to the buses being back on the roads, right? So the incidence of violations tend to be higher, I think, you know, towards the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year. But they catch as many as 900 violators per day.
1: A day? Can you even fathom that? That's absurd. Yes.
0: And if you've had an opportunity, as I have, to see some of the videos, the near-miss videos is what they're called. These are these are videos that are taken from cameras that are mounted either outside the school bus or inside the school bus, you know how they the, some of the, the school buses have cameras to kind of combat things like right. bullying on, you know, mm-hmm. this sort of thing, and just safety for safety issues. Um, but I, I've seen several of these. It will make your heart stop to see. I watched one particular video that showed the the camera was beside the, the school bus driver, and the camera was angled like out the door, like so you could see the kids that right. were getting ready to get on the school bus, and they're standing there's a they're standing maybe about twelve feet from the from the school bus door. She's stopped the bus. She's opened the door. Three little children start to step off the curb to walk towards the bus and a white SUV going exorbitantly fast shoots between the bus and the children. The children had to jump back to avoid being hit. They interviewed one little girl later and she said, it ran over my foot.
1: That's crazy. Can you
0: imagine? Can you imagine such a thing? It's just, it's frightening. And that's not the only one. I've seen videos of cars that literally drive up on the curb on the grass to get around a school Mm -hmm. bus. Insane, folks. Anyway, have you seen any of this? Oh,
1: yes. Absolutely have. And that's the thing. If you ever wonder, hmm, should I stop for that school bus? The answer is yes.
0: Yes, just do it. Even
1: if you don't have to, the answer is yes. Just do it. Because if I'm not mistaken, the only time you don't have to is if there is an actual physical median in the road exactly. and they're on the other side. That is
0: exactly If you're right.
1: on a quote-unquote five-lane highway, you still have to stop. Exactly. Because there's no physical median in the road.
0: Listen to Nick, y'all, because this is, in fact, this is exactly there what I was go. getting to. You know, we have this thing, the uh, the Georgia school bus stop law. It's it's called Operation Stop Arm. And in Georgia, we have cameras. Many, many of the uh, Cobb County school buses have cameras on the stop arms. So they are able to video, take video records, of what's going on around the bus when the arm's out, okay? And if the cars go around after the lights are on.
1: Which means they go and get a picture of your
0: tag. I think it's about $300. Maybe it's $150. It should be more it should be a lot more mm-hmm. absolutely but in in uh, in the state of georgia folks you got to stop it's the law now operation stop arm enforces georgia's school bus stop law all right here are the different scenarios and when you have to stop if you are on a two lane roadway right so just one lane going one way one lane going the other when the school bus stops for passengers all traffic from both directions must stop if you're on a two lane roadway with a center turning lane same thing All traffic from both directions must stop. If you're on a four-lane roadway, we're on a big roadway now, guys. Without a median separation, all traffic must still stop. Right. If you're on a four lane roadway with a turn lane in the middle. So technically, then you've got a five lane road. Guess what? You still have to stop in all directions. There is only one circumstance. And my eminently intelligent producer, Nick, mentioned it just a moment ago. There is only one circumstance under which you would not have to stop for a stop school bus that has its lights on and its stop arm out. That is a divided highway of four lanes or more. Right. With a median separation. OK.
1: Right. Which let me also let people know if you some of these smaller back roads we have around here, yeah. it's two lane. But with that little like maybe eight inch wide piece of grass in the middle. Right. That's a two lane road. You must still stop. Right. Because it's not a four lane highway. OK. You must did, still did, stop. Did you
0: hear that, guys? Because you know, it is a little confusing. It can't be. And I have to admit, I have been on a four lane road before with a median and seen a school bus and I wasn't sure.
1: And you know what? Then stop. Let the Just, people honk at you. Go for it. Yeah. Better than maybe getting slapped with a ticket or, the, or even worse hurting a kid.
0: Yeah, No, we don't want to do no. that. We don't. So once again, guys, if it is a divided four lane highway and that has an actual median separation, you know, a, a cement, grass, you know, some of them even have trees, even if it doesn't, if it's a, if it's a, uh, a solid median separation, then um the only the traffic in the direction of the school bus Has to stop. The guys on the other side do not. Right. There you have it. There you go. So decreasing your speed will reduce serious hazards and promote safety awareness. So it's important to follow these laws for the safety of school school bus passengers and all drivers on the road as well. Did you know that failure to comply can result in fines up to $1,000 and up to six points on a driving record? How about that? Good. Depending on the violation. We had a crossing guard in Cobb County last year that was killed. Yeah because of just this such thing mm-hmm. we had a uh, and there've been many many incidents of injuries and death there was a little 5 year old girl in Cobb County that was killed uh, about 2012 i think it was and that was sort of the catalyst for introducing this stop arm right law the mm-hmm. st- stop arm um program so i think it's wonderful stay safe on the roads guys keep your kids safe and my kids safe and yes. nick's kids safe right <laughs> we're going to be right back with tips on finding the perfect woman how you like that segue <laughs> and guess what she stops for school buses we'll be right back Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Are you listening? Men... Are you listening?
1: All right, boys, listen up. Women, too. Ears open.
0: Listen, if you're raising a young man, these are things to train him on as well, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Men, it's time to get a little bit serious. So finding someone to spend your life with is just as important to men as it is to women. Society likes to pretend that men don't worry about these types of things, but that is just not true. Dating and finding a compatible match is an important part of adulthood for a lot of men, and that's why it's extremely important, not just a little important, extremely, never to ignore these signs of a good woman i'm going to run through them okay all right eight traits of a good woman never to ignore number 1 patience oh yeah patience now that you that will be important later on in life right <laughs> when she's having to deal with you dropping your clothes on the floor Patience isn't considered a virtue for nothing, right? A good woman is patient. She doesn't insist on necessarily instant gratification. Not everyone who has the, has the ability to be patient. That is true. So you want to keep your eye out for a woman that you know she's patient enough to tolerate your uh, less desirable attributes. <laughs> Guilty as charged. We all have them. You know, I've, I've got them too, and Earl has to tolerate them. Number two, a good woman should be encouraging, guys, all right? Good women, you know, a good one's not going to tear you down right. all the time. She's going to encourage you. This is one of the major signs of a good woman. No matter what your life goals are, she's always going to be there to stand by your side and be your greatest cheerleader in the little things and the big things. Right. Right? It's important. Number three, how about loyalty? Okay. It can be hard to come by this day and age. That's why loyalty is a sign of a good woman. Mm -hmm. It means she's got your back and she's not going to do something to hurt you. She's going to be forgiving. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah. need that. Need a woman who is forgiving and who is slow to become jealous. And that's hard for a lot yeah. of women. I, You know, we all grapple with that just a little bit. That's a- yeah. So not so much on the jealousy. Empathy. That's important oh, as yes. well. It's a good to, for her ability to feel what you're feeling is important. If you've met a woman and she doesn't seem to be able to empathize with your situation or what you're walking through, that could be a red flag. Yeah. Humorous. Well, oh. there you go. Ha ha. I, I will say I'm fairly strong in that category.
1: <laughs> yes, you. Are,
0: I think man. Earl does appreciate my <laughs> humor, if you ask me. And she's got to be fun, right? Of course. Yeah. And listen, ladies, if you're from the south, you're fun. <laughs> we are just fun by default. by default, fun by nature. So if you're raising a boy, or you are a boy, or you're in the mar- you're in the market for a woman, right? Well, then these are some things to look for. Absolutely. Tuck them away. You know, I'm going to post these on the website. Yeah, Jenny's Guide to Finding the Best Woman, right? Just go to SouthernSistersHome.com, click on the blog. You'll see it listed there, as well as um, some of our school bus safety tips that Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. We are going to come back after the break, guys. We are covering, I'm so excited, we are covering the 35 best Southern foods that you need to eat before you die. I'm eating them all this weekend. We'll be right back. Turn off the telly, Nelly. Come to the table, Mabel. Now sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davey. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Ah, the South. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. That's right. The South is a world of humid summers, country music, renowned colleges, right? Go dogs! And, of course, incredible comfort food dishes that you can't find anywhere else. Before coming to the South for school, I didn't think much of it. But after experiencing all that it has to offer, I realized coming was a good Thing to do. We moved here uh, when I was going into the eighth grade. I guess it was eighth grade. We mm-hmm. relocated here. My father was in the service. He was in the army, so we lived all over the country. I was born in the south, but moved away and then returned. And I remember at the time it was like a pilgrimage. You know, <laughs> we were living in Alaska at the time, oh right? My gosh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, my mother used to make. My dad would hunt, and he'd 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 kill a moose. And we would eat moose for months and months and months. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like ground beef. Yeah. Yeah. She'd make moose and grits, (laughs) moose stroganoff, you name it. But I remember when we we came back to the South, it was like a pilgrimage home. We were returning home. (laughs) And uh, so that's in the South, I have to tell you. If you've lived here for any length of time, you know we've got our own sorts of culinary specialties, Mm -hmm. right? And all i got to tell you is that I've got a list of 35 of them here that you have got to eat before you die. Okay. Right. And as I said, I can eat these on a regular basis. So I've eaten everything on here, I think. I bet you have. Nick, I want you to tell me if there's anything on here that you haven't eaten. All right. Okay? Number one southern food that you must eat. Biscuits and gravy.
1: Duh. Right,
0: you're gonna. You're probably gonna say that for most of these items because they're just. <laughs> y- y- how can you not? Right. Uh. So the biscuits in the South are prime, but they're way better. They are way, way better when drenched in creamy sausage gravy. Mm -hmm. Hello. It's nowhere near as good for you, right? It's not at all good for you, but it's definitely worth all the butter and sausage fat that goes into making such divine masterpieces, right? Biscuits and gravy is the perfect Southern breakfast for sharing with the family or just by yourself when you're, you know, missing some good comfort food. (laughs) I would eat it for dinner.
1: Oh, yeah. Biscuits and gravy is good for any time of day or night. Yeah. Any time of year. It's always good.
0: I mean, it's biscuits and sausage and why it not? It
1: screams the South. It
0: does. It is so, so... I'm think- mm-hmm. I'm getting distracted right now thinking <laughs> about it. Okay, guess biscuits and gravy, guys, number one. Number two, Southern barbecue. Oh, now, yeah. We've talked about Southern Barbecue on the show Mm -hmm. before. We've talked about the five mother sauces of Southern Barbecue, right? Hey, do you know I recently had some of that good white North Alabama barbecue sauce? Really? It's good. It's a mayonnaise-based sauce, but you thin it down with vinegar and pepper and you drizzle it. It's really good on smoked turkey. Hmm. Oh, I'm getting off topic again.
1: Speaking (laughs) of smoked
0: turkey. Okay, so I made Earl plug in the uh, the smoker last week. Uh And uh, for some reason, we've used it many times before, but this time when we plugged it in outside, it kept blowing the circuit. Oh, no. So he drags the smoker through the backyard to his workshop. Out back, which is, he's got this separate little building out in the backyard. That's where he does his shop stuff. And uh so he plug, he uses the outlets out there, right? Because they've got a lot oh, more. Yeah. Anyway, and so we put a turkey breast in there and smoked it all day, right? And dog the dogs in the neighborhood were coming over to our yard. Oh, yeah. That's how good it smelled. <laughs> and, oh, my word was that good. I forget how good smoked turkey is. And for what you pay for a pound of smoked turkey at Publix, if you're getting, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I paid like $11 for this tur- big turkey breast. And it was a, we're, we're only half. Halfway through it. We've been eating turkey sandwiches all week. Delicious (laughs) and economical, is what I have to say. Okay, back to the fact of the list. (laughs) There are a number of different types of barbecue in the South, ranging from pulled pork slathered in a sweet ketchup based sauce to herb filled dry rubs massaged into various slabs of meat. But no matter what, they all pack a flavorful punch that will leave you with a huge satisfying smile Mm -hmm. and possibly a face covered in sauce.
1: That, well, that means you enjoyed it.
0: Right. And girls, you just got to get over that, right? You just got to get over that. I will it.
1: say, we, we just talked about trying to, m- m- things you need to look for in yeah. a woman. Men, if you go to some outdoor event and there is barbecue and you see a woman
0: licking her fingers, licking her fingers oh, yeah. she's a keeper. She's a keeper. <laughs> Don't give her back. That's it. She can enjoy good Southern. But you were so, that's, something that's just true, such a though. nice thing that you it's can say true, about I know, right? Okay. Number three, shrimp and grits. No. All right. Now grits are the epitome of southern breakfasts, but they're made into also into a satisfying and hearty dinner when you pair them with shrimp and maybe even I like to even do additional toppings like maybe mm. some cheese, bacon, maybe a few veggies. You can kind of load it up. I used to do a um I used to do a grits bowl. <laughs> I used to do it. Years ago when I used to go and guest, I'd be a guest on the Moby in the Morning radio show. Those Mm -hmm. of you may remember Moby. uh, He's a great country DJ, uh, does a lot of great commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to go and visit on his show occasionally, but he always wanted me to bring food. (laughs) So I always knew I had an invitation to come on the show if I brought food. There you go. And one of his favorite things was uh, I, I used to make this grits bowl. And Earl, um, he's he's a deer hunter, so we always had ground venison or sausage mm-hmm. in the freezer, and uh, so I would I would build up this grits bowl, and so you'd have these yummy Gruyere cheese grits, which is just oh. grits when you stir some cheese yeah. into them. It's not complicated. People try to make it sound, you know, it's not. But um, and then I would put that in the bottom, and then I would layer up the ground spicy ground venison sausage. You can use pork sausage if that's what you have. I'd do some more sprinkled cheese on top. Then you could get you could get crazy. You could do some chopped onion. I used to even put a few little sliced jalapenos on oh. there. I would kick it up some diced tomato. Mm-hmm. Really, just about anything. That was yeah. my grits bowl. That's awesome. It's so good. But if you're from the north and you have no idea what grits are, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. I don't know what to say to you. I, I love you, but you know, bless your heart. No, you know what? Uh, All of us paper. have been that way. You know, there was always the first time you had grits, uh-huh. and you probably remember it. But what grits are, in case you don't know, they are coarsely ground corn kernels boiled until soft with either water or milk. Okay? Now, their creamy texture is balanced perfectly with shrimp, and that makes a great light dinner. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. The third thing you need to have before you die if you're in the South, and that's shrimp, shrimp and, grits. and grits. Oh, yeah. Mac and cheese.
1: Is this a Southern thing?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, they eat mac and cheese- Elsewhere.
1: Yeah, but it's a different kind of. I'm talking yeah, about the they, mac and cheese that, like, ooey gooey. Yeah.
0: Well, I think out mm-hmm. up north, don't they eat it out of a box?
1: <laughs> we do sometimes down Sorry. here, but that's not the mac I'm and cheese we're kidding. talking about. Oh, you I know. I know. I know. You know anything. what I
0: will say when the kids were younger, if I needed them to make something quick and easy, they'd do those little microwave things. we got them in the house, too, yeah. but
1: trust me, if, They're great. if I want some mac and cheese, <laughs> I'm not doing it that way
0: it's the kind that sticks to the pan oh, yeah. just just anyway let me say make one thing perfectly clear okay guys southern mac and cheese is not your average mac and cheese it's pretty much 20% mac and 80% cheese yep you know what i mean <laughs> which is in no way a bad thing okay mm-hmm. it is the definition of comfort food served either as an entree or on the side with other delicious southern dishes mm-hmm. it's very common mm-hmm. very common um You know, like uh, in barbecue restaurants. Yes. As a side. Yes. Absolutely. So um, how about fried green tomatoes? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah, it is a thing. It is a southern thing for sure. Very much so. (laughs) Now, they're actually just regular tomatoes that haven't fully ripened yet. Did you know that? Huh. Did you think that they were a different variety?
1: I, I will admit I did.
0: Okay. I They're don't. Just,
1: I don't do much in the way of growing. <laughs> I just do the eating.
0: Well, and you do know how to do that. So do I. In fact, I always tell people. They 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 say to me, um, you know, you write cookbooks. while well, you must really love to love to cook. And I do. Yeah, yeah. I love to cook. Yeah. It's okay. But that's not the that's not the motivation. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: It's not the slaving over <laughs> the stove.
0: <laughs> not not no, but no. Um, <laughs> It's the eating, I, I don't ladies have a beep over and gentlemen. Here, I know, right? <laughs> Who would think that food could get me so fired up? I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, uh, on with the fried green tomatoes. You're using a, a tomato that just has not fully ripened. That's why you get more of a tart, astring- yeah. astringent flavor. That's perfect for frying. Got it? Ooh. Now in the South, fried green tomatoes are typically served as an appetizer, mm-hmm. right? Or in a sandwich. Yep. you ever done that?
1: I've done a BLT, but instead of oh. regular tomato, it's a fried green tomato. Yes. Oh, ho,
0: ho, ho. Yes. oh my word. So good. Yes. I've had it on a... Uh, they even do it on a burger. You can do it oh, on a burger. yeah. Yeah. You can put one on anything. I like mine served with a remoulade sauce, which is just a mayonnaisey, oh, yeah. spicy little yeah. uh, sauce. Just kind of put a dollop of that on the side. You know what? I was going to mention the BLT because that is a great way to do it. You can also... um you know, in the South, it's sort of that classic, everything is better fried. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. Because I there are times when I feel like Southern cuisine has gotten a little bit of a I know people admire it and look up to it. I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap when you start thinking that every Southerner eats heavy, butter-laden, fried food every right. day. We don't. No. Here in the South, we produce a lot of wonderful fresh produce, oh, fresh yeah. vegetables and things of that nature. Uh, my, my philosophy on that has been, I, and I often say I'm not necessarily your classic old-fashioned Southern cook. I'm more of that nouveau Southern cuisine, mm. utilizing all of those good ingredients. But I say, I personally think the less you cover it up. The better. Yeah, that's true. You know, don't cover it up too much. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be in a casserole. <laughs> now, ha- having point. said that, I will qualify by that by saying you do not skimp on the cheese when it comes to mac and cheese.
1: No, you do not. You don't skimp on so it. So I had to ask though, real fast. Yes. Fried green tomatoes by themselves, yes. with or without ranch. Buttermilk ranch.
0: Oh, well, you know what? Nine times out of ten, when I order them in a restaurant, I get that buttermilk dressing on the side. It is good, don't you think? I say,
1: there's something that just seems so natural about it. Fried green, made with some buttermilk ranch. Yeah, Uh it's perfect.
0: Yeah, Mm no, I I say yes. Okay, good. (laughs) The answer is yes. Got
1: Jenny's a seal of approval.
0: (laughs) Now, believe it or not, chili. Now, some people don't think of that as a southern staple. Hmm. But you know how we are here in the south when it snows? Yeah. (laughs) We don't do it well. No, we don't. No. But chili, believe it or not, is a southern staple during the winter months when you're too cold or lazy to cook anything else. Okay? <laughs> it's perfect to prepare on a busy day. I'll do it in the crock pot sometimes, right? Because all it really requires is that you throw a bunch of ingredients right. into the pot, right? And just let it go. <laughs> then by dinnertime, you have a warm, steamy pot of deliciousness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just waiting to be devoured when you cuddle up, you know, on the couch to watch Netflix. <laughs> now, I like to put a of sour cream, a little cheese, mm-hmm. some sliced jalapeno. Some sliced onion. I just, I load. I tend to load things up a little, maybe too much. That's okay.
1: That's that's what chili is, though.
0: Yeah, chili's
1: supposed to be you know the beans and the meat, and just toss it in there and let it stew for a while. Yes, Mm, yum.
0: Love that. Okay, number twelve, right? Number 12 of the southern dishes that you need to eat before you die is chicken fried steak.
1: Oh, yes. I think
0: those are my three favorite words put together. (laughs) Chicken fried steak. Okay. Now, if you thought fried chicken was good, get ready for chicken fried steak. It's essentially, okay, uh, because I've had people ask me this, you know, is it chicken? Is there chicken in it? What is the chicken part, (laughs) right? Basically, it is a tenderized steak that's battered and fried the same as fried chicken. Yep. That's all it really means, Mm -hmm. right? A.K.A. It's Heaven. (laughs) And the South is genius for coming up with this hybrid dish. Now, to make it even better, chicken fried steak is served smothered with a creamy white gravy. This meal is great when you're extremely hungry and in need of something amazingly significant to Southern cuisine. Mm -hmm. Chicken fried steak. Hello. Yum. Come to me. Me. Mm. Number 13, pecan pie. Oh. Now nothing beats the richness of a southern pecan pie. It's great for when you want something sweet for dessert but not too overwhelming that you'll go into a sugar coma, right? Now pecan pie is a staple during the southern holidays. We know that, right? Yes, it is. It can definitely be enjoyed any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the we're the pecan capital.
1: Put a nice little drop of ice cream on top of that. Oh. Uh-huh, whoa. right? Oh, yummy! it's so
0: good. It's it's easy to make. It is. It a, is, it is it a very is. Simple, uh, simple recipe. It's the best part. How about corn on the cob? Oh yeah. Okay, obviously Southerners love their corn. They've got corn pudding, cornbread, classic corn on the cob, to name just a few. But you know, if you've ever been to the North Carolina State Fair, and I think they might even do it at the North Georgia State Fair, you know that corn on the cob is one of the foods you must have. It can be slathered in butter. I've actually had it slathered in queso. Yep. Can you imagine, yes. right? It's so good, um, and it's a classic that will, you know, it's never not. It, everything's better when you're eating it.
1: It's true. Now I have to ask, yes. did you ever have the little corn cobs with the two poker's yes. you put in each end?
0: Yes, <laughs> since I was a little girl. Yes, but you know, eventually they end up breaking.
1: They do. Yeah. It's sad. They don't they don't you know, survive forever. I, I just I always remember those being in the drawer yeah, whenever the we'd drawer. have corn on the cob. love Perfect. Amazing. So good.
0: <laughs> How about strawberry shortcake? Okay. Oh, Sweet and fruity yes. deserve- desserts obviously take prominence in Southern culture. Strawberry shortcake made from freshly picked strawberries and homemade shortbread is a delectable dish. Mm-hmm. It's a dessert that's perfect. For the summertime <laughs> there's no better feeling than picking your own strawberries you ever do that take the kids to one of those strawberry picking oh, i bet cody when he gets a little older would love that probably take him to a little strawberry picking place my kids used That'd to love awesome. that, that sounds and cool. then you come home and you feel very compelled you got to eat them before they go bad
1: right because they don't last long no so you're eating <laughs> strawberry everything for the next few days
0: now cornbread Cornbread is another southern dish that you must have before you die. Um, you have to, you just have to have it.
1: <laughs> that simple. It's just that simple. Make it, eat it, enjoy it.
0: You Make it, eat it, enjoy <laughs> it. Most cornbread recipes, however, don't actually use whole corn kernels to make, right? Instead, they're using cornmeal, mm-hmm. right? Which gives it that corn flavor all southerners know and love. Cornbread is great on its own, but it also acts as a vessel for sopping up dishes like chili or stew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'll do is I'll place uh, put a, a square of cornbread in the bottom of the chili bowl, then lay the chili on top of it, and then build up from there. It's good. Yummy. Mm, Fried catfish, number 17. Yes. Now, the South has no fear of frying anything, and that includes freshly caught catfish. (laughs) Now, if you're going to spend a whole day fishing... The funny thing is, I wonder out of how many people that eat fried catfish in the South, how many of them actually caught the catfish?
1: Probably not that not many. Not that many. It's, yeah, yeah. Catfishing ain't fun.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> fried catfish puts a southern spin on fish and chips, is yes, what it, it is. is, right? With a mild and succulent flavor of catfish. And it's a dish that you, if you haven't had it, you got to have it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, fried shrimp. Okay. And I okay. think of this being more. Um, you know, down in the bayou and down along the coastal regions of Georgia. Yeah, maybe like kind Cajun Southern, that
1: something kinda, like that. That kind of okay. thing, exactly.
0: If you've ever seen Forrest Gump, then you'd know there's about a million ways to prepare shrimp, right? Yes, there are. In the South, frying seems to be the preferred way to prepare a lot of things, especially freshly caught shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, fried shrimp takes on the same satisfaction as chicken nuggets. It but does? We feel a little more sophisticated eating them. Right. Right? So true. <laughs> it's so true. So it's true. all fried meat for heaven's sakes, right? Anyway, fried shrimp is uh, where, you know, I don't know how many you could eat. It depends. I like the ones where they, have you ever seen where they butterfly the shrimp oh, first yes. and then fry it and get oh, this wide?
1: yes. So good. Or little coconut of,
0: shrimp. A little oh, bit
1: of cocktail sauce. and yum. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Yes. Now, baked beans, not the Boston baked beans variety, no. but the southern mm-hmm. style. It's number 21. When in the south. Baked beans appear as a side item on pretty much every restaurant menu, (laughs) right? They're also a staple at summer barbecues and cookouts. They go well with just about every southern food. My aunt, when I would go to her house, always had a pot of baked beans cooking in the oven. I got busted one time when she was out of there because I always looked forward to her baked beans. Uh And I was maybe 10. And uh, she had gone somewhere in the house, and I kind of went into the kitchen. I could smell the baked beans, and I opened up the oven to kind of peek at them. And she came up behind me and startled me. (gasps) Oh, no. What you doing? (laughs) I'm so busted. So busted. Hey, how about gumbo? Okay. Gumbo is a Creole dish known to places like New Orleans, or Nolens, as you might say. (laughs) It's essentially a stew made from ingredients like shrimp and dewey sausage, rice, tomatoes, and other vegetables in a broth or a stock base. Now, gumbo is pretty Perfect as a meal, right? You got your carbs, your proteins, your veggies all in one. It's healthy, it's delicious, it sticks to your ribs.
1: Amazing. I do like
0: me some gumbo. Yes. You know what I'm saying?
1: Good, good
0: gumbo. Uh-uh. Now, a dish that I make every Christmas mm-hmm. and more often than Christmas, I make it throughout the year is the good old fashioned hash brown casserole. Oh. Yeah, this is a staple. I don't know that I've ever been to a brunch. <laughs> ever been to a brunch or a bridal bridal shower type of brunch that didn't include a hash brown casserole
1: crux right mine oh my god yeah
0: okay so in the south breakfast is pretty important especially on you know those lazy weekend mornings when the family's you know getting together now the easiest and most sensible thing to prepare this situation is an epic breakfast casserole made from hash browns you can even you you can put um breakfast sausage in there Mm -hmm. if you want to you can meet it up If you know what I mean. Love that.
1: You can get crazy with it.
0: Go cray cray. It's
1: good regardless. On the breakfast casserole. Yum, yum.
0: Okay, how about coleslaw?
1: Oh, yeah. Now,
0: I know people that hate coleslaw. I love it. I don't like it if it's too mayonnaisey.
1: I about too say, do you, do you prefer mayonnaisey or vinegary?
0: I like both. Okay, all right, I'm okay, all right. or you know, but not too much of either one. Right. Now, coleslaw is another traditional side item in the South, especially with barbecue. Oh yeah, something about that cool sweetness of the of the coleslaw that kind of counters the the savory, spicy sweetness of the um, mm-hmm. you know of the pork. But um, we. we you know we it
1: go perfect together. it does
0: go perfect king ranch chicken casserole oh yeah so when i go out to dallas every year for um for a market out there where <laughs> we do our products um they always serve this king ranch chicken casserole Ugh. for us. It's not something that I really grew up making, but it is good. This is another one of those great um, casseroles. It's very easy to cook mm-hmm. You just kind of layer everything up and bake it in the oven. It's It's got a little, you know, Mexican flair to it. So mm-hmm. you've got chicken, corn chowder, diced tomatoes, tortillas, and heaps and heaps of mozzarella cheese. You bake it all together. It's Yum. so good. There's just something about a casserole.
1: There is something about a casserole.
0: You know, I used to shy away from them because I thought, oh... You know, really sophisticated cooks don't use canned, condensed soup yeah, mix. But, but I, I came to see the air of my ways. <laughs> I abandoned that snobbery. That's I walked the away one from thing, it.
1: I will say about yeah. Southern food, whether it's kind of new wave Southern or old yeah. school Southern, it's made to when you sit down and you eat it. You feel good. Good. You
0: just feel That's good. It's what it's about. And sometimes there's no substitute for a can of condensed soup.
1: Right. Absolutely. I mean, you can whip
0: yourself up a... I mean, I have recipes where you kind of do an alternative mm-hmm. to that. Um, yeah, it's just too much trouble. Just use the soup. Use use the um, <laughs> use the soup. How about fried okra? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Upon seeing fried okra in the South, I remember I, I know a lot of people wonder, what what is that? Mm-hmm. What is that thing? Well, it's a green vegetable. It's filled with seeds that slightly resemble a pepper, but it's very mild. It's got almost a similar almost an eggplant Mm flavor to it. And in the South, we love to serve it up fried. Mm. You know, it is fabulous. Have you ever had um, red beans and rice?
1: Oh, of course. There's another
0: great Southern staple. Red beans and rice is another classic dish. It's sort of in that Louisiana Creole culture type of thing. With the incorporation of sausage and additional spices, it makes a great one-pot family dinner. Love it. Okay. Banana pudding. Or as you might say, Banana pudding.
1: Oh, yes. Banana you know what a, pudding.
0: Banana pudding. Come on. Nothing complements Southern barbecue like sweet, creamy banana pudding. Mm-hmm. And at most barbecue joints, you will find, in, definitely in the South, that they will offer homemade banana pudding. It's serious.
1: Oh, yeah. They are serious Ain't about no it. no game. There's yeah. full-blown banana pudding competitions. Oh,
0: I'm telling you. I haven't had any in a while. <gasps> Some people treat it kind of like a Southern... I mean, I'm sorry, a summer...
1: Dish. Right, like a summer delicacy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I could eat any no, time of year, that's though. the thing, though. Yeah. Banana
1: pudding on ice in the summer. Perfect. Banana pudding warmed up just a little bit in the microwave in the winter. Also amazing.
0: perfect. Yeah, also wonderful. <laughs> Yum. You know what, guys? We didn't get through all 35, which means... We get to roll some over to next time. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to list these on the website as well, though. So if you want to share them with your friends, check them off. If you haven't had any of these, you need to rush out and have some immediately, Mm -hmm. right? We are so glad that you joined us on the Southern Sisters Radio Show this week. We love getting together, talking about Southern life, Southern culture. You guys have a great week. We'll see you here next week. When they come to mind Hey, Alex Jenny Earhart from the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Have you checked out our website, SouthernSistersHome.com? We have the most gorgeous array of gourmet flower sack towels. They will look fabulous in your kitchen, and they're complete with all sorts of Southern sayings designs. Go to our website and check us out, SouthernSistersHome.com. And guess what? We have a promo going on right now. 30% off your order. Just put in promo code SISTERS at checkout. Also, free shipping on all U.S. orders.